We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We're here. What up, everybody? Great way to end the week. We are talking wrestling today. No pay-per-view to preview. No pay-per-view to recap. We're just going through what happened on the weekly shows on AEW and then NXT and WWE television. But some fun stuff throughout the entire show. It's always great to come in here. Not really feel forced to make predictions or anything. Just talk about the wider landscape of pro wrestling. If you guys are just listening for the first time, which I'm shocked. I'm Kel Dansby here with the old man, Andreas Hale. We talk pro wrestling, boxing, and MMA on this show, along with a little bit of hip-hop in there and some pop culture stuff, whatever comes across our crazy Twitter timelines. But today, it's all pro wrestling, from start to finish, from bell to bell, as they say. So much to get to, but we'll try to keep it, keep it short. It's our third show of the week. We want to make sure you guys get everything that you're looking for. If you listen to all three, we truly, truly appreciate you. If you like one sport more than the other, we get it. Give it a shot, right? Like if you're a wrestling person, check out our boxing show, check out MMA. I'm telling you, you guys will enjoy those as well. Make sure you guys look at our YouTube page where you can see all of these shows, see our faces, see the amazing set. We got the, the jumbotron behind us all the time. Look at that. It looks amazing. People here at Blue Wire Studios doing a great job. So, Dre, today, though, pro wrestling, we're starting out with AEW. No, it's not AEW biased, people. It's just, I, I feel like it's fresh in our minds because it happens on Wednesdays. Yep. So, with AEW, to me, I'm still on a roller coaster of emotions because they do stuff that is so good, like they've done from the start. But some. Stuff, it just continuously, it's been like three months. I've been saying this. Some stuff still doesn't make sense for me. And it's not getting better in those areas. We can pinpoint their deficiencies, in my eyes. And they're not working on their deficiencies. They're just getting stronger in the points they're already good at. Which for some people is okay. But I I don't know. I feel the mid-card and the women's division now on a weekly basis, just gets me lost. They're great at tag. Tag division, incredible. 
top of the card. Incredible. I'm lost underneath that. What, what is Wardlow doing as champion? Mm. Does, why, do, why is he champion? Because he has the TNT title. Does, it doesn't even feel special. No, I mean, Wardlow feels special when he shows up on TV, but... But not because of the belt? Well, no. Well, Does see, he make the belt feel any special, more special? No, I, Warlow's just a special talent. I think that the issue, <laughs> the issue with with AEW right now is like they're trying to remedy uh, everything that's gone down since after all out. So, not, like you don't have the young bucks, you, like <laughs> that. No punk. It's kind of messed up your plans, right? Okay, but that's in their strong portions. Well, that's but still what I'm top saying is, card but what I'm saying is now it's like, all right, now we have to figure out what we're doing with the middle of this, and. That means, for whatever reason, they haven't developed a feud for Wardlow, right? At all. Every every title needs a feud for it to feel special. The reason why, they, you know, like WWE, we were so critical of the Intercontinental U.S. title was they weren't being defended against anybody. It didn't matter. There was no like blood feuds for the title. So until Wardlow has a rival for the TNT title, nobody cares. He's just a guy with a the belt. They have put Wardlow in a horrible position. He's good enough that it probably won't matter. Other talent would have been asked out. Wardlow got the title going over on MJF. MJF bounces. No natural transition, no running it back, no storyline there. Then he goes to crushing a bunch of randoms and then in like a bunch of trios matches for no reason. Then he is champion, but you don't elevate the belt while it's on him, because you bring in other titles from other companies that make this belt feel more devalued. It's your secondary title. Right now, your secondary title is the ROH Championship with Chris Jericho, which we'll talk about in a second. So what does that make Wardlow's belt? Third? Fourth? Fifth? The claims belts are higher because the tag division feels higher than him. So now he's down to four. You have an FTR title flowing around. There's Oh, no, you know what? Daniel Garcia's pure championship gets treated better than his title. I wouldn't necessarily say that. Daniel Garcia is at the top. He, we'll talk. He headlined yeah, he Dynamite. Did. Well, yeah, that was last week. Yes. And yeah. then this time, Jericho headlined everything. Right. And he came out. And it was a, those two titles are above Warlords. But I, I mean, in the, in the case of Daniel Garcia, it's not as much the title as is the individual, right? The like, storyline. Yeah, Daniel Garcia is getting elevated because of the storyline. He just happens to have that, the pure title. But it, the, the title is elevated because he is elevating it. He's higher in the card. The thing is, Warlord has nothing to do. That's, that's, that's my problem. It's a damn shame. He has nothing to do right now. And it's a stacked part, roster. Part of it could be the MJF departure left a glaring hole with him having nothing to fall back into. The other part is they've they have three hours to try to book all this stuff. And things get forgotten, which is why I said on our last show, like, Tony, you need some help because you're forgetting things. Yeah. Malachi Boy, Black stepped away, says he's coming back. Yeah. Um, Buddy Murphy had to go home, oh, man. handle some paperwork. Can we, can we talk about that real quick? <laughs> sure. These, these, this whole thing was like, oh, Tony says he's not releasing talent. Why would he say I'm releasing talent? Like, what? I don't understand this. Mentality. If you do release talent, you don't have to say it publicly. Right. Like, but then people were like, well, you guys were jumping on. Well, WWE was hoarding talent. At one point, they were strictly signing people just to keep them away from AEW. Yeah. And then the talent would be like, I don't want to be here anymore. 
And, and they would say no. And they would say no. Too. Yeah. They were like, Until it hurt the bottom line, they said no constant. Yeah, they were like, no, no, no. Brody wanted out. Yep. Right? Uh, who, I'm trying to think of all the people who wanted out. Ali obviously wanted out. Several times. Yeah, like, and they wouldn't give them, give them the releases. But then you're comparing this to the AEW situation. I'm like, these are not the same thing. Nobody's outright complained that they want to be released. I'm sure people internally may not be happy well, about today, this. Well, today, Andrade Cien Almas. Free El Idolo. But we don't even know what that means. He's on the beach looking at birds. Like, nobody yeah, knows that's, what that that's means. That's very true. Nobody has any idea what it means. Ali explicably was like, I want out. Get me out of here. Yeah. Brody wanted out. The Revival wanted out. They were very vocal. Uh, Gavels and Anderson, they wanted out. Yep. And WWE was like, no, 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 no. And it was like, dude, they didn't even do anything with him. Let him go. These are not the same scenarios. In the case of, of Black and, and Buddy, they got some personal shit they want to take care of. Yep. People were speculating. It was like, they want to go back to WWE. They never said that. No. Buddy then, had to do his visa or something. <laughs> and, and Black goes on Instagram Live. is like, dude, no. Leave me alone. Yeah. Cut, leave me alone. I want to spend time with my wife. Like, I don't want to. This is not the reason. It's not helping. So, I just, yo, when I just saw that stuff, I was like, God, you guys really just are ridiculous right now. Just, just saying shit. Anyway. Their uh, use isn't great. No. And. The problem with AEW right now is they don't have a TV deal for ROH. That is probably their biggest issue right now. Because if you are building towards a TV deal, it's forcing ROH to dominate a lot of your show. Yes. Which in turn is not giving Wardlow anything to do. Which is in turn, we're not seeing Miro or like... There are so many things that they could do if they can strike a deal for to get ROH like a two-hour streaming show once Something. a week, anything. Because then you could take Lee Moriarty. Like you could take all those guys, put on that show, and they have something to do now. Yep. But you have three hours of television to get all this talent. It was going to eventually be a problem. Now it's a problem. Ton. Like, and you can only create so many factions. To just get people's face seen, you know? It like, doesn't even matter. They just threw people at MJF's crew. Yeah, it's, There's not enough time for half of these guys to wrestle. No, it's like they have... So you have the... Obviously, the Daniel Garcia Jericho story. Yes. Which is, I think is great, right? I've, I've had a lot of fun with the story. Um, Appreciation Society. Yeah, I, I mean, I think, it's, I think it's great. Now, Jericho's the Ocho. He's renamed himself again. Whatever, whatever. Jericho's idea of desecrating the ROH title... It almost feels like it's going to end with Danielson. Because he has to face Danielson or Samoa Joe. One yeah. of those two guys along the way. We well, talk about, yeah, but when, when you talk about he's going to beat every former ROA champion, whether it's Danielson and Samoa Joe. That sounds great. I'd like to see it. However, it's taking up a lot of TV time. Yeah. So I, someone said it was like when Big Show won the ECW title. I was like, it ain't that so bad. disrespectful. It, dog, the ECW thing was a travesty. <laughs> That was bad. And some people are like, well, would Tony Khan admit that he made a mistake buying Ring of Honor? I wouldn't make, I wouldn't admit that. That's not a mistake. To make a purchase of another company is not a mistake. No. But you've done since. It's questionable. Right. I'm not sure if it's a mistake. If, again, if the end game is to get a TV deal and you have to find ways to do that, I understand, but it is hurting your product. It is. There is no denying that the ROH situation, if you're trying to prove to Turner, like, hey, give us a streaming show, because I know deals don't happen overnight. If it's not happening fast enough and you got to keep doing it, then you're like, damn, like we can't even pay attention to stuff we have. Yep. Ricky Starks has a squash match. 
Powerhouse Hobbs has a squash match about a week ago. We haven't seen Wardlow. I'd like to see like I'd like to see Miro and Brody King have a feud. Can we have that? Oh yes, please. Can now we, that Brody King is just chilling. Yeah, it's like they, but they, you know Darby Jungle Boy. They, there's so much talent that you'd like to see more of, and you're not really getting it. So they're not in the worst place. They're always in. The, this kind of happens in between pay per views as well. It is. Where they hit this spot and it's like, what exactly are they doing? What are we working toward right now? And I think another problem that they have, and I, I don't know, I can't, other than the women's division, they have a big problem. With that. It's not getting any it is a It is a huge problem. The problem that they're having is you created this ranking system. Then you bring in somebody like Bandito, who I love. I think Bandito's a great wrestler. Yes. He's challenging for, like, the ROH title. You bring in Juice Robinson, challenge Moxley. What are we doing with the rankings? Yeah, because Juice hasn't earned anything. No, and I get it. Juice beat Moxley twice and, you know, got the title off. I get it, but... You're telling stories from a distant land and a distant promotion. Like, even... And I... I thought the Jericho Bandito match was great. I had a problem. I didn't like the finish. I didn't like Bandito tapping out. I thought Bandito, he never lost the Ring of Honor Championship. Remember, he got COVID before he was supposed to defend the Super Card on against Gresham. He deserved better than getting tapped out by Jericho. It's neither here nor there. But it's, it's, you got so much talent that's already in-house and signed, and I'm getting too much talent from the outside. Unless you're signing Bandito. I he kind of, I don't want to say you buried him. That's not the best way to make a top of the card guy. Exactly. You know, like if you need him sooner or later, <laughs> Jericho's not going to be an ROH guy. Exactly. If whenever you get a TV deal, that's your plan. So you can't just bury everyone on ROH. You're going to need these guys to continue the brand. Yep. You can't just funnel a different AEW guy down there to keep the brand afloat. It's not a winning model. No, he's got, man, Tony's got some stuff to figure out, man. He does. They have to be self-sufficient sooner or later. He does. But this, this women's division, whoo, Soraya comes out, basically says that she's the one who revolutionized the women's division. It's like, all right. Yeah. She finally has a boss that listens. Yep. And I was, okay, that's fair. I, I agree to a degree that she was utilized property. Sure. Let's bring out all the women. I hate when they do this. I it's Stephanie McMahon's fault. I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> Every time there's a new debut, Steph brings out all the women. And I'm like, there's like nine women out here, right? The Willow Nightingale's not even signed, right? Yeah. Ruby Rice just Ruby Soul has been absolutely decimated. So she's she is not out there. Uh Penelope Ford's out there. Yeah, Ruby took that bump. I haven't seen her since. No, I mean, because she almost got murdered. Yeah. Uh uh-huh. there's no Jay Cargill. So you're not bringing out the whole women's roster. Jade only shows up on Friday. Right. There's no Layla Gray. The baddies aren't there. Red Velvet's hurt, I believe. Statlander's hurt. But then, but when you bring these women out, you quickly realize, oh, it's kind of thin right here. And then you go, why? Three people on each side of the <laughs> ring. There's no lump. I remember when I watched wrestling as a kid, lumberjack match, the whole ring would be surrounded by cover. There's nowhere to go. Yeah. There's nowhere to go. Yeah. Instead, it's like six people. <laughs> and there's no heat for a lumberjack match, by the way. That's the other thing. Look, I thought I've, Deep I didn't try to escape anything. No, Deep is great, but 
there's no heat between her and Tony Storm that would constitute a lumberjack match. It's almost like the bleeding with Moxley. Yeah, just, it's like we're gonna just gonna do, do something. Yeah, it's like you're gonna bleed every week. Well, it comes becomes a little less special. I I don't know, man. AEW's got some. They got some things they got to fix. I like Mox as champ as long as he holds on to this title. I thought MGF and Willow Yuta's segment was really good because I was like, oh man, this is a risk. You put the microphone in Willow Yuta's hands. Yeah, knowing MJF is going to come out, he's got to hold his own, and he managed to do so. He managed to hold his own. I thought Willow did a really good job, and I think they'll have a. Whatever kind of match they have, it just seems like MJF might start working his way through the Blackpool Combat Club. Yeah. Moxley. That's cool. Man. This Dynamite was like... Eh. You get the Moxley match as well. Cool. I'm not a Juice Robinson fan. Well, I know you're not. We know this. Whatever. It was a decent enough match. I ain't gonna shit on it. It was cool. In no sense. It was fine. My man's name Juice Robinson. The juice. The juice. The juice is loose. My man is beefy. Oh, man. Isn't he with Tony Storm? I don't know. He's not CJ Parker anymore. I know that. This no. Guy is, this no. No, envi- yeah, no environmentalism going on there. Um, but so they have their match. This is my problem. Moxie's there. Hangman music hit. Hangman walks out. He has a title shot. On the 18. Why? Because he won the golden ticket battle royal. Why? Why? Do- Why? <laughs> about this last year. I don't- we don't need a golden ticket battle royal. Willy Wonka. Two. You're burning through another feud. For no reason. Another top guy. For no reason. Well. Hold that. Because. I wouldn't say it's for no reason, depending on what happens next, right? This might not just be one. You're recycling the same four people at the top. Are you going to say him Which, versus MJF up? Well, you know, this is where you have to be. It's like, either we're going to pay attention to our rankings or we're not. Yeah. Page won the Golden Ticket Battle Royale. Yep. I don't ever think they should have that Battle Royale in the first place. That was a dumb idea. If Page didn't win that, He'd probably still get a title shot because he's like at the top of the rank. rankings. Yes. Him and Moxie, the match between them does not bother me because they only have four major pay-per-views a year. A Moxie-Page match would be good. Page doesn't need to get his hands on the title anytime soon. They can have a really good match. However, if you're doing this to burn through another opponent, then it's unnecessary. The, way, the means that they got there, I didn't like. The, the golden ticket battle where I thought was all stupid. If MJF isn't working Moxie before the end of the year, I, I'm not entirely sure what to do. With Moxley, like, if you're putting Hangman in here to have a good match between pay-per-views, you have an entire roster of people. But they're not ranked. Who can give you good matches. They didn't need to be. Anyone could have won that stupid-ass golden ticket. Exactly. That's my, that's my problem. So, why... Do this because guess what? If Moxley keeps the belt for a long, prorated period of time, you'd be like, yo, we saw this. We saw this match. We seen this. It's not the main feud. So it's like, what, what are we doing? We, well, you know what they have to do. And again, I know this was not part of the plan. CM Punk, this situation blew up everything. I'm, I'm 
we're all positive. Yes, it their messed- audibles are just quite shitty. Right? Yeah, it's like it, they you gotta call audibles. What Tony Khan has realized is like it's really difficult to do television because yes. you have to do it every single week. There is no timeouts. You gotta go. And he's realized now, like fuck, man, you blew up everything. So it's like there's no Omega right now. There's no Bucks. There's and you haven't heated anybody else up. No coal. No, yeah, you're in. You've been you've been brutalized by injuries, and it's just not a good look. So maybe they fix it. But I think in the interim, like this is the other problem. It's like you you have Moxie as your champ, and it's like who are your hottest talents on the roster? They're almost all baby faces. MJF excluded. Outside MJF, who obviously will get his shot. But who? What other heel is there for Moxley to work? If you're not going to them immediately, Miro's a pretty good one. He's not a heel. I don't know what he is right now. He's heel enough. But he, but but and while Miro's a great choice, and I would agree with you, Miro's not hasn't done anything in singles. Like just in singles in general, like he has. A, and Powerhouse Hobbs seems like a guy, but even though he lost to Ricky Starks, but he seems like he's more fit to deal with Wardlow. Yep, big meaty man, bumping meat. So who is, and you got like Wheeler Uter or Daniel Garcia, they're not like top, top guys in that. They are involved in other storylines. So Jungle Boy still, and then now you have the Christian injury, which leads to the Luchasaurus, whatever the fuck's. And it's like Darby Allen, uh, who is he working this week or next week? Oh, I don't even remember. They announced it too. Whatever. But Sammy Guevara and Eddie Kingston and like you have people. Ooh, yeah, Eddie is super wiping big. But that's you see the point I'm making. Anybody who's close to that, they're baby faces. And it doesn't make sense for Moxley to work them. So Not at all. They have heated up no other heel. MJF is your top heel by a country mile. Who's your number two heel in the company? Jericho? He's got their ROH title. Yep. Who's after that? That's Probably it. powerhouse, maybe. Yeah, like, like, but they're all in positions. They're, they're dealing with other shit right now. Yeah, they got no. Fix it. I mean, like you know who should be getting heated up, and I and they I hate that they ruined this the way that they should have. Roosh should be getting a push. He's wrestling on Friday. Roosh is working silver. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna destroy silver. Him and Andrade should be like those two should be kind of starting to run roughshod over people. So. We have Friday looks like this. Hook defends his title. Squash match. Willow Nightingale versus Jamie Hayter. But they set up during the six people lumber. You know what? I, real quick. When, you, when two people start punching each other in the face and then one of them runs away, it always looks stupid to me. <laughs> but <laughs> like they go catch you. Yeah. Um, Lee Moriarty versus Fuego del Sol. He's going to destroy. Good match. Private Party versus the Claim versus Butcher and the Blade for the titles. This is clearly where Private Party goes back to Matt Hart. One, I hate that. Two, none of these people are ranked good enough to get a title shot. That's just an exhibition. But this is how you, you have to use your, I mean, it's for the title, but I'm saying in the sense like, it's just a match. <laughs> they could use their time on TV. Better. Rankings matter. So it's, it's weird, man. They're in a weird spot. We'll, we'll see what comes of it next week. They have time. They always have. To build towards the pay-per-view. They got time. Lord knows when these suspensions are up. And Death Triangle is now the trio champion, so they got to do something with them. Who are kind of baby faces. Except for Pac. Right? So, <laughs> I mean, Moxie versus Pac would be a good view. It would, but Pac has another title. I, 
Going for three, baby. Going for the three, Pete. Why not, right? Like, that'd be a good angle. Yeah. Like, fuck it. I need to add another one. Yeah, We're some, death triangle. We need three belts. Yeah, some ultimate dragon shit. Yeah, so, I mean, it would make sense. Give me something that makes sense. <laughs> Let's hit the break real quick. Come back. I talk NXT and WWE. Some shit there makes sense. Some stuff is still a little weird to me. So we'll get into that. Don't go anywhere. Be right back after this. All right. Just that quick. We are back. Let's start with NXT, Dre, and then roll into WWE. Only a few things to touch on NXT. Steiner math is back. It's so funny. Call the man Steiner. Yeah, quit playing. I think they're planting seeds for the name. Maybe. They did table of three. It was the Steiner bros and Braun. And they gave him shit about not giving up the Steiner name and going to Breaker. And I think if they play their cards right, you can elongate his stay in NXT and tell a pretty good story with this triple threat where he doesn't have to be pinned to lose his title. Right. And you can say the the lack of awareness, the softness is due to the change, the shunning of his family name and tell a story to bring the Steiner name back and give him an edge by bringing the Steiner name back. Yeah, I see a lot of people's like, oh, he's ready for the main roster. No, he's no, no, slow down. Keep him in NXT. He'll get lost there right now. Yeah, keep him in NXT. Let him, let him, I don't want to say a rebrand, but I said I haven't loved this title run. So let him work Dragunov and. Yes. Or JD. McDonough. McDonough. Yeah. McDonough. Whatever. Um, which should be a good match because Dragunov and Devlin can wrestle. Yep. Right. And I think that that'll be great. But yeah, if. I wouldn't mind, like, Dragunov or... I don't know what they're doing. No, I think he's there to eat the pain. He's like the guy who like, he likes pain. It's, yeah. It's a weird thing. Maybe they fix it. I don't know. Um, Probably not. Yeah, I don't know. But Steiner's in a position where, yeah, I'd like to see him... Need him to turn heel. Yeah. That's what I need. Like, I want him to have an edge. Turn that man heel. Turn him loose. We'll see. That a pub, pub crawl match. That was fun. No, I don't... This gimmick's going to work for the beer, beer guys. I don't remember their tag team. But the beer guys. Yeah. Gallus. Gallus gets arrested after. It's fun. They're going to get the gimmick over. I promise you. Beer money 2022. If you say so. It's going to get over. And the funniest shit to come out of NXT this week. Mandy Rose. Good match. She's gotten better in ring. Cool. Someone tweeted. I wish I could oh, remember God. the person's name. Mandy Rose has a better knee strike than Kenny Omega's V-Trigger. I think they were dead-ass serious. They were, but it's that tribalism shit again. So <laughs> how do we shame Kenny Omega by saying Mandy Rose, she, she throws a bicycle knee. It's not a V-Trigger. No. She throws a bicycle knee. Like, learn your shit. Ken, Kenny Omega goes out here and murders people with a V-Trigger. Insane. Why are we even making the comparison of begin? What is the point you're trying to make? Look, Mandy's done well for herself in NXT. She's the one person, I continue to say this, she's the one person who needed it. She went there, kind of rebranded, owned her skills, and she's good. It works. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. Kenny Omega's one of the best wrestlers in the world. That V-trigger is some serious business. It does her no justice it doesn't to help. compare her 
No, because now, now people are fighting over who's got it. Like, for yeah. what? Like, now how do we cut her down for no reason? Right. Like, can't we just say, give her props? Like, oh, man, you've improved. No, she's got a better knee. Come on. Stop. It's a pretty good finisher for her. It is. I enjoy it. But it, but let's not compare. Like, it's apples and oranges. Like, Kenny, Kenny, he does it when you're on the ropes. Yep. And he absolutely decimates people with it. Man, he throws a bicycle knee. And it's a good bicycle knee. Why are we doing this? Kenny's isn't even a finisher. No. It's like a setup move. Like, uh, gotta love Twitter. No, no I take it. machine on Twitter. <laughs> that, that post blew up, though. I was like, yo, they got everything they wanted. out. Yep. Everything they wanted out. That's like one of the worst takes in wrestling Twitter the past year. But they got the clout. Moving on from NXT, because they're building towards the ladder match and everything. It should be cool. Halloween Havoc. We still got a month to go before then. WWE has a week left to build before uh, Extreme Rules. Extreme Rules is shaping up to be a really good pay-per-view. It is. I like the change made by Triple H and company to before it was like two Extreme Rules matches and a normalized pay-per-view around it. This is just a series of different extreme contests. Everyone here gets an extreme style match. Yep. And they all got beef to justify it. Yep. It can all be so simple. And it makes me wonder, why wasn't it this simple all the way? Because they tried to, dude, it was always the problem. Vince McMahon was like, I got to make a theme pay-per-view for yep. like everything. Tables, ladders, and chairs. And there was once upon a time, it was one tables, one ladder match, one, one chair. chair. I think mean, you got to do that. Extreme rules should be extreme rules. Every match should have a stipulation. Yep. Of some sort. And I think the way they put this together, it kind of, the way that Triple H has built into this program coming from SummerSlam was that, all right, let me create feuds that would make it make sense for them to have an extreme rule. Even if you don't like Liv Morgan and Ronda Rousey. Makes sense. The only reason that it makes sense is because it's like, well, how else can Liv beat Ronda? All right. Make the stream rules match. Uh, she ain't beating Ronda. I hope not. Um, <laughs> I but, can tell you how that's ending right now. I don't even got to wait until next week. But we got a ladder match. We have the, the Imperium versus the, the Brawling Brutes and whatever. What do they call that match? A bunkhouse brawl? A good old-fashioned Donnie, Donnie Brook. Brook match. So it's basically going to be a, a tornado six-man match where everybody's just going to beat the dog shit out of each well, other. Sheamus is great in those matches. Yeah, and, I, and it's going to be great, but everything makes sense. The one match that I'm curious the most about is Riddle and Rollins in this fight pit match. The reason why. Riddle the, always loses. For the most part, when you try to bring MMA, MMA into pro wrestling, it don't look good, right? Like, arm bars don't look great. Because we watch MMA, it's like, dang. Like, Ronda yeah. Rousey's arm bars, like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. But if anybody could pull it off, it'd be Riddle and Rollins. Yep. So I'm very curious how they do this. I don't think it'll be bad. I'm just, I'm curious how they do this. But I think Extreme Rules is shaping up to be a really good pay-per-view. Oh, definitely. Edge versus Balor should be interesting. Can we... I have one problem. I know you hate I quit matches. No, nope, nope. it's not even that. It's okay. not even that. My problem is, can we get Edge away from the Judgment Day? And the reason why I say this is Judgment Day needs a personality outside of their former members. Right? I think Bal- they were starting to build it. it 
I mean, you Tyler know, Tyler Styles felt like it was giving. They're trying to recruit Styles. Like whatever this is, please be the blow off. I need Edge to go do something else, and I need Judgment Day, which looks like a good faction on his face, to do something. Yep. That is not. I don't want him to be involved with Ray much longer. That's why I don't like Dominic in the group. I like that they have two different feuds within the group. No, I like that too. But I just it's not just the group. Chasing. I just want them to have an identity. Because it is a good faction. When you look at them, he's like, this could be really good. This is what it needs. Edge has to lose. Cause yeah, because the Judgment Day loses way too much. And Finn has to become the leader. Yeah. Right now, Rhea's the leader. Yeah, this is Rhea's faction. <laughs> this is Rhea's faction. The other three guys are just there. Yep. You know, Dominic has his mommy. Like, we know who the mommy is. Like, no, like, we need Finn to take that next step up. Um, but building towards that, they're building towards McIntyre carrying cross with the strap match. It's interesting. It's strap interesting. matches can be horribly bad sometimes and very good at others, depending on who books. It. Yeah, <laughs> so, I'm, I'm very curious how this plays out. But you know we, what we really need to talk about? Sami Zayn becoming an honorary oose. What a my fantastic man. segment. I need a shirt. <laughs> I, what, shirt. I mean, this... I don't know how far they can go with this, but every week it just gets ripping the shirt off. And yeah, Roman ripping the, you know, you don't deserve it. Like, man, it was so good. Again, WWE is clicking. On yeah. all, like at the right points, they just, like, they're nailing it. They are nailing it. And this was, Sammy's like, this is what they're doing. The AEW is not. They are creating other things that matter that don't necessarily need a wrestling match. Yeah. The, the Sami Zayn bloodline story isn't like Roman ain't, what is he doing? He ain't wrestling. He's literally about to wrestle Jake Paul, which doesn't matter at all with all the belts. And we're fully engaged in this story. Right. And we're so engaged <laughs> with Sami Zayn. Like, yeah, he's wrestling. Like, you know, yeah. he, he had a great match with Styles, with Solo coming out. Like, it's, it's cool, but the crux of it isn't necessarily ending in a wrestling match, but it's like we're so interested in what's going Sports on. Sports entertained. Yeah. Like, uh, like the Miz is like that. That thing is crazy. <laughs> Yo, just the being there as the hockey player is <laughs> so amazing. It's but it, it it doesn't require it all to culminate. They like in a wrestling ring yet. Like they'll yeah. get there. But I think sometimes storytelling can happen outside of the ring, or it can happen in segments that don't need like a brawl or anything like that. The Sami Zayn stuff is just. I don't know. If they tripped over it and it was just like Jesus Christ. This is good. Or, you know, whatever it is, whenever it ends, it's going to be sad. Because they're going to kill Sami Zayn. Oh, yeah. And it, and it, and you, it makes you wonder, because Jay is the one who doesn't like Sammy. Yeah. It, but it won't be Jay, because it's almost too obvious. <laughs> Jay's the red hair? Yeah. Jay will be the guy who'll be like, stop. Like, it'll be like Solo or somebody that yeah. ends up murdering Sam, Sami Zayn. Like, whatever it is, it's going to be real sad when it happens. But Roman's going to make Jimmy do it. He might. Jimmy's like his boy, and they got the handshakes and shit. They, dude, it's just, <laughs> it's just good TV, man. It's it's good TV. But looking at Extreme Rules, and by the time Extreme Rules rolls around, we'll be on a boat. We will be. We'll be. So I'm uh, gonna see Extreme Rules. Yeah, I know. I'll probably for yeah. days. Yeah, <laughs> and I have my phone cut off, so I won't know what happens. But man, that Imperium Brawl and Bruce match, like, just, just my God, they're gonna kill each other. And for Roman not wrestling, and the story that they tell is amazing. Seth is the MVP. Of WWE. I mean, Seth is really good. Phenomenal. 
He's he's just really good. He's a heel that still has a crowd singing his song in the palm of his hand, and he's elevating Riddle to give him an edge. Guys, he's he's not bird feet Riddle right now. Like he's making him Matt Riddle MMA guy playing into his. They're telling such a good story and giving Matt Riddle the character that he needs to be a top guy. You know what they what I've noticed though, and it's it's an interesting thing I'm noticing is that when Hunter comes, like Hunter's here now, and he, they're like, they brought Braun, Braun Strowman back. Hunter, I don't think Hunter cares about the big guys. No, I I think he knows there's a place for them. I don't know because we haven't seen Omos in weeks since Hunter's come back. No Omos. Braun is like, yeah, this Somebody's is cool. Somebody's going to nerf Omos. Yeah, but it's like, Braun's here. It's like, yeah, this is cool. But, like, Triple H is focusing on, like, the smaller talent. Gargano versus yeah. Theory. Okay. You have the return of Candice LeRae. Yes. Which was great. But it's like, we're Mixing seeing. with damage control and, like, building out the teams, probably, for Survivor Series. Yeah. But it's like, there's, there's not a huge emphasis on the big guy. Right? Braun is there, but it almost feels like. It almost feels like they signed Braun and it's like, I don't really know what to do. You're just kind of here. Like, everyone wants a big show. Yeah, but. Say what they want. Hunter always had a big show. I mean, I'm, He's, he always had a big guy. But I'm, I'm just saying, the, the more emphasis is on wrestling. And big yes. guys don't usually work well. No, but they know how to bring the storytelling out of a big guy. Now, they, he doesn't want to company a big guy. No, not at all. I just don't know what they're doing. Like, Omos was. Omos was Truly a Vince McMahon thing. Yeah, they're dead in Vince Omos. Yeah, Vince had a boner for Omos. Like, oh, and Trip signed him to NXT, so there could be a plan, but the plan's not. Uh, send Veer. That's what I'm saying. But it's Veer like, is in NXT now, doing the the coconut loop. He got put back in the tag team. They, they, Vince has these things, and like Triple H has to come. And he's like, what have you done? I don't know what to do with you now. I got to deal with you and your name changes and all this bullshit and whatever storyline is. It's like, damn. They need Elias to grow his beard back so he could be, be Elias again. They're giving him time. <laughs> it's like, don't grow. If he knows Otis is growing his beard back. Yes. Triple H's like, what did they do to you, my friend? Oh, yeah. Oh, grow your beard back, sir. I love the Alpha Academy. Oh, I think, I think Chad Gable's incredible. Oh, and they're just featuring Gable every single week Plus, in a different good. wrestling match. It's incredible. It's, it's that good. But overall, I think WWE's just, they're in a good spot right now. Um, and people who love WWE should be happy because you legitimately have a claim to saying my show is good. I can watch it every week. It's good stuff. The last thing to talk about, the White Rabbit. Yeah. All the clues, all the QR codes, phenomenally done. Yeah, but I'm almost off, off. air. I need, to, I need them to hurry up and get to the point. Why? You, well, Mr. Patience, Mr. I know, I know. Been, but <laughs> like, because it... It feels like they're. Tr- I don't want to say they're hammering it, but like when social media's picked up on it, now we're all picking it apart, and now it's getting to the point where if it's not Bray Wyatt, it's going to be a wet fart. It's going to be bad. It's going to be Bray Wyatt. It has to. The be. latest clue was Wyndham, fucking Oregon, was like the coordinates well, it, on it, the thing. No, like it, it has to be Bray Wyatt, and the font's exactly the same as like his old merch. Like, so does that have to be extreme rules then? I don't know. We're closer to Halloween. Yeah. I, I don't know who he shows up to 
pop up on at Extreme Rules. Like what? There's six matches. Who who do you set him up with? Uh, I mean, Edge. That that's the person I was thinking. Edge would be great, but I expect Edge to take the L. Yeah. Does he take the oh I quit match? Does he take the L because of Bray House? Because that doesn't help Finn Balor at all. I mean, no, it doesn't. But what? <laughs> but have Bray come and help? Well, okay. I know we're going to predict extreme rules, but yeah. If I'm foreshadowing just a little bit, if Finn Balor's baby faces don't say I quit. When's the last time you heard baby face say I quit and I quit? The only great. way you say I quit is from some something from the outside. Yes. Some which, speakers. Which would mean that it would have to be something involving Ray, since Ray is not on Extreme Rules, where they're about to murder Ray, and Edge has to quit to save Ray Right? That's the only way this thing can kind of make sense. Otherwise, like, baby faces don't say I quit. It never happens. No, they I, get cheated out of these matches. I don't know who he pops up again. You can't put him against Cross yet. No. No. Um, you don't want to put him anywhere near a title, so him attacking Gunther wouldn't be good. No, you can't put him in any of this stuff. He just, it almost feels like he has to show up. And that's kind of Without it. a few. <laughs> and it's just like, I don't know, like, you'll learn my target at some point without saying that. But yeah. his arrival should be, his arrival should almost be so big that it doesn't need to be in a, into a feud. It's just like, he's here. Like, lights randomly go out. Yeah. Let me in. Face. Lights out. I'm very curious. Because, again, this has to be Bray Wyatt. If it's anybody else, we'll be like, what the fuck? It is. But I'm very curious what kind of shape Bray Wyatt is in. We haven't seen him. I saw him training not so long ago. He's been training at MMA gym. But how does he look? Oh, he looks in phenomenal shape. Like body-wise. And I wonder how that translates to his ring work. Because that's what everybody's been questioning. Is like, he can cut a promo. Can he work? I no, he's not gonna come back like working. Like, where's Bo Dallas at these days? Bo leaves. He started like a real estate company. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure if he's ever wrestling, <laughs> but yeah, with with Bray, he's he's gonna be in good shape, better shape than when he left. But the question now becomes, what iteration of Bray Wyatt do we get? Not if we get Bray Wyatt, does he stick with the Fiend character? Is the Fiend gone? Right. Is this a brand new character with the rabbit? Like his uh his picture on social media has changed for a while. It like kind of like a Donnie Darko yeah. style, like weird, crazy ass rabbit thing. Is he the rabbit now? Like, is is this like a rabbit hole entire new, scarier character? Because that's something he had pitched. He wanted to go more horror. Is this a brand new character he's developed? Is he going back to like Riverboat Bray? Whatever it is, because look, I think the fiend, you can't even do it. I think it got ruined. I, I think, yeah, I think it's a moment in time. Yeah, like, it, it, you bring it back, everybody immediately thinks, oh, no, not the red light again. Yeah, I, like, but it, the red light's been going off during the promo. But I think they're just teasing different parts of right. Wyatt. So whatever it is, like, I just hope it's, they let the, the they let it carry out and they, just, they let the character be the character. Like, The Undertaker was a character that yep. didn't need to be in title feuds, but he was, felt so important that he was on my television. I need Bray Wyatt to get to that point. Yeah. It's Wyatt's six now on his social media accounts. So I'm wondering if he incorporates parts of all six different stages of his. We'll see. It's going to be interesting. That's why I'm still bought in. The intrigue is there because even when it leaves of who it is, how it's portrayed 
is always interesting. So thank you guys. I mean, it's been a great wrestling show for an off week of wrestling. Next week, we'll be able to preview Extreme Rules, talk more about what AEW is doing, more about the buildup to Halloween Havoc for NXT. So look forward to talking about that before me and Dre, you know, just bounce on our Disney cruise for the week after that. We'll keep you guys in touch with uh, what are we doing with the shows and when everything will be out more next week. For the meantime, though, thank you to everyone here at Blue Wire Studios and the Wynn Resort in Vegas. Everyone in the booth, Anton on the boards, Brian making us look pretty all the time. Follow us on social media at Corner Podcast underscore on Twitter, Corner Club for Life on Instagram. Check out our YouTube, The Corner Podcast, where you can see all of these episodes on there. Enjoy all of this combat sports. Check out our boxing and MMA shows if you haven't already. Until next time, we're out. Peace.